that time once again. It's eight o'clock on a mm. random weekday. It is PS Comics. I love you. And as always, to my left, to my right, um, wherever he is, depending on yeah, the program man. that we use, JR is being texted by his many adoring fans, uh, mostly female. Mm. He is JR. Mm. Hey, how y'all doing, huh? The Dark King, the DK. <laughs> Okay. Yep. The Batman to my Robin. Because he can't be Robin. He doesn't slide down bat poles. Mm. Uh, Not to say that I do, but (laughs) it was an old joke. I I remember I went to a a comic book store when I was a kid. Mm. A kid, mind you, like 10, 11, 12. Yeah. And I go in this comic book store, and there's these two guys, like total typical comic book nerds, like a couple guys that. Anyways, so they're 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 argued about probably who shot first or you know something mm-hmm. stupid probably about how did Boba Fett get out of Sarlacc pit, mm-hmm. um, and I go hey did you hear the news like what is like they're gonna make a Batman and Robin movie and so mind you this was like back right after I think like right around Batman Forever maybe before yeah. Batman, and one yeah. of the guys goes like and he makes the typical. Oh, so they can all da- slide down the bat pole and made the gay joke. And I'm just like, do know I'm not like 18. Like I'm, like I said, a teenager and you're making obscene, not for safe for work jokes. Like, what oh, are you man. so that, that was yeah. the nineties. Mm-hmm. And so I've always joked about, you know, the, the, well, I guess it's not a joke anymore. Robin is, uh, bisexual, whatever, but depends which Robin. Depends on which Robin, of course. Yeah. The the the, the bat whole joke was Dick Grayson back in Batman sixty six. Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, um, again, he is Jared Kambakugan. I am Kevin Pillow at Voice of Reason mm-hmm. twenty three on all social media platforms, and we've got a ton of stuff to get to. Mm-hmm. Want to just sweep up some work real quick. First off, thank you everybody who's given us feedback. The comment sections are wide open right now for this show. We yep. appreciate the feedback as we do this show. Appreciate yep. the after hours feedback. And because of that feedback, we're changing it up. And again, it's just a slight tweak to how we're doing this. We yep. accidentally um, backed into a reca- recapping four episodes of Boba Fett. We've never done that before. <laughs> it has nothing yeah. to do with our schedule. We plan this. Absolutely. Um, we're going to do more simple. What yeah. Do like, mm-hmm. what do we dislike? Where does it go from here? Yeah. And mostly it's going to be this guy because bro, I am noticing book of Boba Fett has got a certain animated show creators fingers all over this. Like it's like everywhere I look, there's this mm-hmm. character's making its live action debut. It was in mm-hmm. episode 13 of clone wars. And this show mm-hmm. was in bad batch. And this guy was in, in rebels it's like uh-huh. it's like this was written by dave filoni or something mm, mm, so, mm. Um, also too, yeah challenge to the fans that do follow and we are on twitch youtube tw- uh twitter and facebook right now yes. hit us up in the comment section if we make a stupid joke or a bad line or a dad joke or if jr says something incredibly intelligent which happens a lot let us know give us a time code or something like that in the comments because yeah, when man. we build the trailers, uh, which by the way we you've seen on our Instagram page, uh, yeah. at, at uh, PS Comics, I love you. 
I'm digging for hours through, in the case of last week, a two and a half hour show, trying yeah. to find something entertaining. I always say something stupid. JR always finds some something profound to say and something borderline controversial, like saying Dune was the best movie of 2021, um, which we got a lot of feedback from. People were like, bro, I'm going to throw down Dune, really? And then someone saw it and they're like, bro, dude, Kevin, you're an idiot for not picking Dune. <laughs> haven't seen it yet. I so mean, there was some I mean, controversy in that comment. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could talk about doing similarities in 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 the book of Boba Fett, which is like which is There's, quite evidently, evidently there. I, I so. knew there was because a lot of people have pointed that out. So I want you because I know you're a Dune fan, and I want you to point that out. And from both the original and the new one, a lot of yep. people are pointing that out. The book of Boba Fett, and we do know. And just real, just real quick to finish it up, and we'll get let's just fucking get into it. Uh, wait, if you wait, like wait, the trailers, wait. let us know. I post them on my social media at Voice of Reason Twenty Three. Mm -hmm. I post them on our show. It's designed to be fun and, and promote yeah, the show. Absolutely, and, and it's hilarious. And when Jr. gets a new computer, and of course you can you can search his GoFundMe account at uh, uh, at Arm Day All Day uh, Twenty Every Day Four. Uh, <laughs> on, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. He doesn't have one, but we need <laughs> to set up a GoFundMe. Oh. But before we continue, my yes, friend, uh, my buddy here forgot the one another important thing to this show. To my right, or to my left as well, is the one and only Kevin Pillow, the voice of reason, aka the host with the most. Not my Robin is actually my Superman because we are. Uh, oh dang! It. Oh my God! What's the? What's the? Uh, what's the? They haven't did one in a while. The Batman and the Batman Superman annual for for DC. And of course, I think Superman always gets top billing, which is not right. Batman should be yeah. top billing. He sold more books. <laughs> it is what it is. Superman, it is it's it is. A, yeah, Superman, Batman, uh, whatever, United, whatever it's called. But like, it's, it's the one that introduced uh, Michael Turner version of of Supergirl. So again, most wanted or something like that. I forget what it's called. Oh, well, anyways, something like that in it. Yeah, but yeah, I he is. is. <laughs> he is my. Uh, he is a Superman. to my Batman. And he's my buddy right here. He's my great great friend. Like again, uh, and I gotta give uh give this guy really big props for just you know the trailer, a lot of the things that goes on behind the scenes without that. Again, I've been I've been really trying to I've been really trying to definitely get one, but then I, I think I don't know if I talked about it in uh on stream or or just us or like something always comes up. Something always comes up. You know, I have enough money. I have enough money to get it, but then you know, just oh, I need new tires. I need you this. I need you that. You know, something. You know, I need. Uh, you know, people need help with the thing. So you can help out with this. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then I come to find out that you know the uh, the 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 PC that I do want to get, I gotta wait a little bit more because responsibilities. And oh my god, I hate responsibilities. But here we are. Is that I will say, Jr. Right there just reminded me of um um was it. Uh, Mr. Erickson or whatever his name is, and and his lovely bride in the movie Up, where it's like oh. they're they're putting a quarter in the in the in the mason jar and it's, yeah, the window breaks, break it, and let's go. So, oh, I broke my arm, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, it, no, you're exactly right, and and yes. let us know too in the comments below what has been something that you've been wanting to get your entire life, and um. Or, or even not, recently, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to save, I'm going to save, I'm going to save, and all of a sudden... It always happens, man. Something happens. So let us know. What's something... What is something that 
you've wanted to save for a computer, a car, an iPhone, a motorcycle, a drone, something stupid, just whatever. What and then what was the dumbest thing that kept you from <laughs> getting that? Not to say that JR's responsibilities are dumb, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh by the way, too, uh, I just noticed what my friend is doing over here, and I'm gonna join him and mm. um I'm going to uh, blur my background, even though it, that did absolutely nothing. I, my, that's, that's, that's awesome right there. We just continue. Uh, like, my, stuff. Before we get into this, um, yeah. I share an office with um, my kids. It's their playroom. Quick yeah. story. 2009, we buy this house. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, no kids, no plan for kids at that point. I was still working for Best Buy. This was a man cave. Had the big 60-inch plasma up on the screen. I had 7.0 surround sound. Mine had no how I said 7.0. No bass. Couldn't afford the bass. But I had <laughs> I Mickey Mouse together a, a a system. Like I had two speakers that were from my mom's or my mom and dad's original hi-fi system back in mm. the 70s. And it still worked. Mm. And I put those as my tower speakers in the front. I had two other speakers that they had from the early 80s that when they thought that the the 70s ones went out, they bought new mm. ones. I put those in the back, just had to redo some of the hookups, worked like a champ. And then a friend of mine gave me some bookshelf speakers and a center channel that were just sitting in his garage. Bam, 7.0, just couldn't get a subwoofer. Nothing like playing Call of Duty with that badass system in here. <laughs> had a couple of recliners. Um, oh, I man. had stuff hanging on the walls. I had championship hats from the Lakers heydays with Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm all over Raider well, gear when they were good Dodger gear when they were decent USC when they were on the run I was a man cave and then I had a daughter <laughs> Shit. Um, but it is now back it is my office slowly but surely yeah. of course you can see off to the shoulder there those are some David Mac uh, mm. uh, uh, prints which David Mac I, I cannot wait for San Diego Comic-Con oh absolutely which sounds like it's going to happen. Okay, good. And it sounds like Amazing Con's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And David is always a, a regular, and I, I can't wait to, to meet yeah. up with him again. He's a cool dude. Um, I had that coming. I had something else I wanted to throw in here. Oh, real yeah. quick. Um, just want to drop this little dime in here. You noticed it on our Facebook page. We are mm-hmm. going to talk about this. JR is a gaming nerd. Massive news came out yesterday in the gaming world. Activision, which owned Blizzard, was purchased yep. by Microsoft for $68.7 billion. billion. That's with a B, that, not an M. That is the, that is the largest um, buying of a company, acquisition of a company in the gaming history, in yes. like gaming history. The second one, of course, is Bethesda, is the Bethesda acquirement, which is also from Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's, it's crazy. And, this- and, it's it's huge. It's like it's for me. It just continues to say that, dude. I need to fucking buy a PC. Yeah. Like again, it's gonna add a lot more. It's gonna add a lot more value to the Game Pass. And a lot of people. There's a lot of there's a lot of PlayStation fans, myself included, right? They're gonna have like thing. They're gonna have some hesitation. They're saying like, oh, you know, does that mean Call of Duty is gonna be exclusive to Xbox now? Yeah, most likely. It's most Ooh, likely on beach. I exclusive. forgot about that. And people tend to now, forget mind this. you, it's only half of Call of Duty because Call of Duty. Is franchise the the, the the developers of 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 Call of Duty? Yeah, it's half done by Activision, 
mm-hmm. and the other half that does the mm-hmm. old games it does not it's not that anymore no it's it's all the activision, all activision now oh, okay, okay. It's, it's always been activision because like okay. all a lot of the studio they have like three or four studios that do or gotcha. do a recurring, the... a recurring um iteration of call of duty every year right yeah. so Cause... it's like there's it's from like Ravensoft, Sledgehammer, and Infinity Ward, as well. I think another company where they do the new iterations of Call of Duty every single year. Yeah, the so the, the more the mo- quote unquote modern warfare slash Black yeah. Ops version. Now, I yeah. thought the the old World War II games. Now, back in the day when Call mm-hmm. of Duty first started, I think there was a secondary studio that just did those. There, it was. Um... That, that was caught. That was a uh, no. That was it. It was it was Infinity Ward, right? Which was one, the That's one that it, made they, the, they're the ones that did Modern Warfare. They're the right. ones that did the mainline colleges, right? And then there's the uh, the in-house Activision Studios, which you're did right. The older World Activision War Two, World War Two. So, yeah. Anyways, so it, it's we, it's crazy. Th- it's crazy thing because like a lot of a lot of like when you look at the when you look at the plethora of games within the Activision, a Blizzard, Call of uh, Duty. Bl- Overwatch, World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Starcraft. Um, Diablo, and, and a lot of times, um, I, I wanted to talk about this in a in a in a mainline show. Yeah, no, I, that's what I said. We just I wanted to throw it out there, it's and I do want to. It's crazy, and there's a lot of potential. Yeah, stuff going because this ties into Blizzard has been a company that Apple has been after for a while, yeah. and Apple really wants to get into gaming, and I think this yeah. was a Pardon my French. This was a cock block by Microsoft. Yeah, no, no, I, I, it's also it was also that thing where like I wanted to talk about this earlier because I'm I, I for the listeners who've been uh you know who've been following us I've been wanting to talk about the harassment sexual allegations and sexual harassment you know oh yeah things that and happened within Blizzard, during yeah. Activision within during yeah. Activision Blizzard yeah. and and one of the biggest reasons why Microsoft was able to buy them is because they're because uh it was because Activision Blizzard dropped so low in the stock value in stock yeah. value that oh, they yeah. were able to buy them even though it was for nearly damn 70 billion 70 billion dollars for it's those crazy who, to put that. it into perspective guys to put this into perspective of 68 billion this is round up let's just call it 68 billion dollars 16 call it 69 billion dollars i think that's what it was so 68.7 it was 69.4 or something. Okay. Like so let's call so it's basically 70, 70 billion. 70 billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. Disney bought 20, 20th Century Fox for less. They bought a massive movie studio, an archive of some of the greatest films of all time, mm-hmm. a streaming service that was launching overseas. Okay. Multiple different subsidiaries. Controlling interest in Hulu. Star Wars Episode One. Boom, mic drop, done. The X-Men, the Fantastic Four, brought back to Marvel mm-hmm. Entertainment and in, in Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. $62 billion. Bought a fucking movie studio for $62 billion. Microsoft, a tech company who was five years ago was dog shit and now they are buying arguably one of the biggest gaming companies in the of all time activision yep. and blizzard as separate but yep. of course they merged together but jared's right we will talk about this and of course we're going to start by the way for those of you watching us on twitch we haven't yeah. made a, a, a firm decision on where we stand on this 
Twitch, you might just get the gaming episodes. Um, yeah, because which is fine. I'm going to let a little secret out. I am negotiating right now. JR doesn't even know this because I think he's okay with it. Yeah. I'm negotiating with two other platforms to get mm. this show streaming on another couple of Facebook pages to get our name yeah. out there. And that's going to be massive. And I'm hoping yeah. it's going to bring some big things to 2022 right. and 2023. With that I said, I, 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 I will say this just to, just to hopefully pin it up, put a pin on, on the Microsoft acquisition of, of blizzard. Right. As well, as well as, uh, as well as hopefully give you guys like a small teaser and, you know, just salivate over, you know, what I, what we will talk about, you know, the, either the repercussions or what comes out of it. Right. So with that acquisition, with that acquisition, it it turned Microsoft to the third biggest, uh, third biggest gaming developer slash platform, right? Our third biggest developer in the world. Jeez. Number one and two, Tencent. Which Tencent's up there. Tencent's number one. Tencent's still number one. Good for them. Number one. I was stalking them. Number two, Sony. Which which is going to tie into this, guys. Yeah. We're going to talk about this. Maybe this will be the main episode this week. Is yeah. talking about business uh, mergers and acquisitions. Yeah, Jr. brought up not... a massive. Go back and yeah. watch our Spider Man episode. Jr. Yeah. bullet point uh, put put a period on our show last week by saying, "Into the Spider Verse live action is going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen." He's predicting it. He's going full on Rome, Romo Romo Nostradamus, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay, he's putting it down, and I'm telling you right now, he may not be wrong. Why I mean, Sony, the company, Sony, the whole enchilada, the the, the TV, the, you know, the tech company, the gaming company, and the movie studio might be for sale. It's and a there are two massive names, yeah, who are going after it. And yes, one of them is Disney, yeah, and the other one we'll talk about this week. But I, I will say though, I don't know if it. If Disney took them back, if Disney took them, they would have to break up another company of theirs, though, in order in order to acquire them. That's what I hear. I I have to look more into it. Again, this will be something we talk about on the on the on the mainline episode. Which, by the way, this is a bonus episode technically, and people are going like, "What do you mean by bonus episode?" We're not going to make you pay. We're not going to throw this on a Patreon or anything. No, yet. it's just um, it's just yeah. It's when we get big and, and we we become bougie, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll throw it on Patreon for like wow. five bucks or something like that. <laughs> or we'll or I'm willing or I'm willing to trade. By the way, I'm throwing this out there for whoever swooped on me. Bravo. Mm. Shame on you because the last person who did that, I got my I got my comeuppance. Swoop Someone on swooped you. on a what? one in twenty five, Jenny oh. Frizon, uh, store exclusive of Faithless Volume Three Issue One. <laughs> I'm not happy. It's a beautiful cover, Jenny Frizon. Is an amazing artist. Faithless uh, has been one of the most underrated series. Uh, Marie Levette has done a fantastic job in the internal artwork and uh -huh. some of the story. It's it's a it's a freaking trip of a book. I'm I'm pretty sure. Oh, there was two. There was oh, two. Those... Yeah. Are you telling me that you were one of them? No, no. Okay, I, because I... apparently there are four people vying yeah. for it. And yeah. two people got it, and I was told it was two people who are long-standing pull list members. And I'm thinking, I mean, one. And I, first, they went, does Jr. read Faithless? I know he's, a, I, I know he's a Jenny I fan. I do. 
I do, but I at that time, well, I I, I gotta just kind of um, expose myself out here. I haven't been buying a lot of the bigger exclusive at the store in a minute because because I also got something to pay off for that's coming hopefully in the next couple of months right there which is fucking hell expensive but i love it because your gaming chair we know no 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 it's actually (laughs) something oh here's my thing go ahead bro (laughs) when you said what is the most stupidest thing to pay for i have two statues coming in (laughs) i it was either it was either statues or you finally pulled the trigger on the on the chair and for those of you don't know JR, the running joke for nearly two years is JR buying a new computer. And he has a good computer. He has a, a MacBook Pro. Yeah. Correct. Mm. It's a good computer. But for what we do and what we want to do and where it's it came from computer. at the time, it was yeah. top of the line. And it's still a good computer in 2022. Mm. But for what him and I want to accomplish, it, it needs to be a little little upgrade there. Yeah. And uh you want to just skip the upgrade and go right to uh, a brand new car. Um, and, yeah. and he, I remember you called me or texted me. I was at Home Depot one time and you're like, bro, I almost did something stupid. What'd you do? I uh, I almost bought a gaming chair. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> oh, man. it's fucking hilarious though. But yeah, man, just going on to uh, going on to the main topic of, of tonight. Again, it's the book of Bubba Fett episodes one through four, man. I have got to say, this is like the one of the most felonious things I have seen in a minute, and I nice adjective. love it. Oh my felonious. god, felonious! I'm I'm liking that felonious, dude. Like it's so freaking. Like I've been telling people, like Star Wars has always been a combination of east and west, right? It's always been a combination of it's basically samurais and gunslingers. I fucking love it, samurais and gunslingers. Honestly, in, in this case, it's trying. It's a mix. It's a for the Boba Fett series specifically. It's a crazy mix of the gunslinger the mandalorians of course is gunslingers in this equation becoming the ronin uh, becoming the samurais right ronin of course are uh, are in in japanese history samurais without a masters right and how it easily ties into this type of tribal and unification of wanting to become part of the earth some type of bushido code some type of you know holistic thinking of the world around you and that's where we see that journey of boba coming through again just a small little recap right we saw what happened after episode three, after Boba after Boba gets you know hurled into the Starlock pit. How the hell did he survive that? Well, one, he's Boba fucking fed, yeah. <laughs> and climbed his ass out of there, tearing through the Starlock, and uh, he he is in this crazy weird um, state where on well, a delirious state, and I forget, and of course he gets stripped down by the uh, by the pillaging and raging other oh, tip my tongue. I for, I keep on forgetting the names of them. Jawas. The Jawas just tear his stuff apart. Just tear his Whoops. his. <laughs> Sorry, just, just, that's not good. Trigger just tearing on that one, tearing all his stuff apart or his armor apart, uh, stripping him of his armor, and then he's going on their way. And you see, I I love this particular episode. I love this particular series because we finally get to see, uh, we finally get to see like how Boba became Boba. How we yeah. got from point A to point. Uh, Mandalorian <laughs> point uh, point episode three to point Mandalorian. Where did that come from? Like, how do you have a how do you have his fighting stick? How does he how was he? I'm just like losing on my my term right now. Greetings, guys. How how does he have all this uh, all this stuff on him? Where who was he trained with? And of course he he's he's trained with the with the Fremen of the of the franchise. And or of course actually Fremen of course is a Dune reference for those who. For those who have seen See, us, there he goes. Nah. 
Freeman's Freeman's Dune reference. I, I've oh my god, the uh, the Tuscan Raiders, right? So it's basically <clears throat> he gets captured by the Tuscan Raiders, yeah, and beat up. Basically, he proved himself right one day. You know, coming back with the head of a of a he comes back with the head of this gigantic monster, which I, I think I don't think I've ever seen. All right, no, we have seen that monster before. Episode I, episode five, Clone Wars prequel sequel. Yeah, I think someone said um, that uh, that that character, which looked a lot like the uh, one of the, the main bosses from Mortal Kombat. I mean, um, yeah, bro. I, I, it, it reminded me. It gave me like uh, throwbacks of like um, uh, Attack of the Titan, not Attack of the Titans. Um, it was the uh, was that old you know stop motion you know clay motion. I yeah, I think you were right. Like something about the Attack of the Titans or something. Like that. I know it, I know yeah, exactly yeah. what you're right. It was like from yeah. the old, like it was like from the the 40s or 50s, like from the early goings on of like yeah, of uh, like uh, uh, Godzilla movies. Real yeah. quick, I have to correct you. Okay, correct you. You said episode okay. three. You said that the that the the ep, that ma- the book episode. of Boba Fett picks up after episode, it's technically episode, episode six. six. Episode I didn't, six. I didn't oh, want nice. to get attacked by the 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 freaking episode mouth six. breathers. Uh, live in their, in their mom's basement. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah I'm going. Yeah, I'm going actually chronologically, not chronologically, but I'm actually going from like <laughs> the actual trilogy, like when. Yeah. yeah, so episode six from the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi, and the, yeah. and the monster that we see him be ahead in episode, in episode, possibly in episode two of prequel sequels, where where um where they all were in that little pit had a fight had to fight these monsters. Yeah, when uh when um when Padme had to fight that tiger looking monster, and I thought. I'm pretty sure I thought Anakin fight something similar to that. Granted, it could have been. I can look. I think I know. I, I, yeah, that that uh, that was the, that was actually episode two. Two. Yeah, uh, the Wars. Uh, Attack of the Clone. Uh, Attack yeah, of the Clones. Clones. Yeah. Um, the the infamous movie you hate. Geonosis. <laughs> yep. Uh, at the factory where they're building more of uh, uh, the, the 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 robots. Yeah, they were actually in the Gladiator Pit. Remember? Yes, Remember yes. Gladiator, the Gladiator Pit. And so that's where I thought that came from. But then, no, you just see this awesome transition of, of Boba becoming one of the people, being accepted. And of course, at this time, he had, he's had these um, these dreams and these callbacks and memories of him and his, him and his father back in the uh, the water world that I keep on freaking forgetting. I'll I'll figure it out. I think maybe yeah. that was Geonosis, but <laughs> possibly the water world that I, I keep on forgetting. I keep on forgetting with his father. Um, Camino Camino is yeah. where we see Jango Fett and Boba Fett for the first time. Yeah, in Episode and Two, Attack of the Clones. There you go. And, and I was so... right. It was Geonosis. Yes, I get my nerd card back. Sorry, I'm on StarWars.com. I cheated. <laughs> uh, yeah, I you, do like the, uh, the, uh, the 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 callbacks to Camino. Um, yeah, man, it, it it was good, man. But and also, you see the fact that you see Boba. It, it, it's just weird. It's not weird, but like it's this interesting timeline of like you have him in the in the in the present, his timeline, and in the past, right, going into the present. <clears throat> and so yeah. that was an interesting take. It was it was a much more easier take than like let's say Witcher did, right, for this series where Witcher had to constantly you know going back a, back going back a certain timelines and having these weird conjunctions of like where are we at a, at a certain point of the story until it all kind of unfolds in, in the in the later part this one was much more easier to see yeah and i do but, like that they used a kind of like a bookmark to yeah. tell us that we're gonna get a flashback scene and that was when um um boba needed to go and this goes he back left. to and we learned this in the last two episodes 
and I, I did like this part is for for canon reasons and for continuity is he has to go in that that the pardon me for not knowing the word but like that 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 tube that yeah. we saw similar to we saw Luke Skywalker in at yep. the end of Return of the I'm sorry Empire Strikes Back after he loses his hand yeah um and they put him in the tube and blah 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 um so once he goes in the tube he yep. is being healed but that's when he has his dreams and he has his his flashback yeah. scene so um and yeah. I, I like that they kind of address that and that they yeah. make the comment um and this goes back to jr about the sarlacc pit um in return of the jedi how did boba get out they explain that by saying that he i mean he, they show him they climbed out and he is so damaged um and that's why you, he looks very white in mandalorian um mm -hmm. in parts of episodes one and two of this series is because the acid from the sarlacc pit and they've mentioned that before even in return of the jedi that it will devour you it will digest you for thousands of years mm -hmm. um it had already started it gone through his suit and they said and even um finnick had said had it not been for your suit you most mm -hmm. certainly would have died so um yeah I did like that they they kind of the they they explained all that and um and also he climbed out kind of unconscious because he oh, had yeah. no idea that he was jumped by the Jawas and that the Jawas have his his suit. yeah it's it's always a cool thing to see where it's you have callbacks when when the within the franchise so farther callbacks and so but then just going on to like this this epitome of like having a a daimo which again is a again a japanese reference of warlords in the feudal era of japan <clears throat> where you have multiple daimos and him being an honorable daimo slash crime boss slash protector of the land slash wanting to have his own family because he saw that with the uh he saw that with the tuscan raiders and how he was accepted into the tuscan raiders and so that was a cool thing to see how his just development <clears throat> of him being a a holer person with a with a tribe of the land. And I, I freaking like again, I will keep on saying this uh until I'm red in the face or until I'm proven wrong with the next couple episodes. Episode two is my freaking favorite episode for me. Okay. Is my because it's just from the simple fact of like um I understand that like the tropes and the themes of the of this film is that he it's the typical film of like you know stranger comes to town and you know, helps out. He's the Ronin coming into town yeah. and trying to help out the city and helping, helping to trying to help out everything else. When honestly, he was just trying to take over, which he has done, which was great to see. Uh, but him and specifically his more tribal aspects, more native aspects, in episode two, um, being one with the people, learning their ways, learning their fighting styles, which is freaking awesome. Reminds me of Escrima. I'm Filipino, by the way. Escrima is a is a Filipino stick fighting technique. Right, even though it looks a lot more brutal, looks more Samoan yeah. to a certain extent too, which is great too. Or no, or or not Samoan. Yeah, Samoan actually. Yeah. And so, yeah, it looks great in that essence. And in them doing the and also him helping the Tuscan Raiders after he after he fights off or basically beats the hell up of a couple of the this bikers, a biker gang, basically mm -hmm. a speeder gang, and they go just rush this freaking train that has been mowing down their people uh this spice spice, spice train, train yeah. which is also from dune because one uh, because in dune one of the biggest commodities in that place is quite literally spice <laughs> so it's quite on the nose for a lot of these references and i freaking love it i'm glad they're giving homage to the dune 
references to Dune in general because Dune is an amazing freaking franchise and series as well as you know hopefully movie franchise now y'all should really either read it or watch it <clears throat> and yeah they just take it down and i love the fact that when they took it down uh boba is like no you, you know freemen are are the people of the of the uh people of the desert you know every you know every piece of of sand here you give it back to them basically and like oh my God, it was so well done it was so fucking well done. it reminded me very much like to a certain to a smaller simpler extent dances with wolves where a person becomes yeah, part I, of a I did get a little yeah. feeling out of that. Yeah, it be, over a person becomes part of a tribe and, and understands that it's community. You know, it's a community that molds a person, right? The whole thing of like it takes a it takes a tribe to raise a man, to raise a child, type of thing. And so this this uh this idea of this ideal of raising a person, raising individual people more themselves and it takes a tribe to do so. You see this within Boba for the for like the majority or for at least the entirety of the series right now. Wants to go back, wants to take Jabba's place, wanting to uh, basically kind of just calm down the land under his command, under his rule to a certain to a certain extent. Right? He has yet to he has yet to become that bloodthirsty, not bloodthirsty, but a very devastating. Uh, bounty hunter that we've seen in the Mandalorian, or even like hope, or even we've read about in 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 um, in comics and in other extended universe type of uh, franchises that, of course, were he was horribly depicted in the original trilogy. But then, hey, it's whatever, it's fine, we got him now. But it was just like we have yet to see that part of him. He's trying to be more nice. He's trying to be more calm. He's trying to be more civil, which is great to see. And just again. Filoni, Robert Rodriguez are fucking golden. Oh, absolutely. Are fucking golden. They, when, they, oh, go ahead. I was saying, when the credits rolled on episode one, I had no idea. I, I really wanted to go into this, this show kind of unspoiled because whether I ended up liking it or I mm. didn't like it, I, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to know in advance and be like, yeah, here it comes. Here it comes. It's gonna be trash. Or like, oh, here it comes. I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be like what a lot of people did, uh, and, and like I did with the final episode. Again, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, what a lot of people did in the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian, mm -hmm. I didn't see that coming. I had genuine shock and awe when, again, spoiler alert, three, two, one, when Luke Skywalker made his debut. Yeah, man. I was genuinely shocked and. I kind of wanted to do that with this one and didn't read. I mean, I watched the trailer. Yeah. I read a few things. Mostly it was on production, but I didn't read any kind of leaks. I didn't read any spoilers. I wanted to go into this as best I can. And I have been, I've, I've had my likes and my dislikes. Mm -hmm. um, I will say this. One of the things I noticed right off the bat, and I think, I don't know if they did it on purpose or if it's just a production um, mm -hmm. technique is it's very slow. Yeah. Um, the pace of the show is slow and the, the literal show is slow. The yeah. fight scenes in the first episode were very slow. slow. Mm -hmm. Um, somewhere out there, um, you know, uh, what's his name from the, from, uh, I can't make a joke now because I'm stammering over my own words. Uh, <laughs> the guy who played iron fist, um, is oh, going, yeah. like, bro, dude, I fight better than this. <laughs> it's gotten better. Um, love it. I love and it. 
But then the the chase scene at the end of episode three was god awful, and I'm gonna yeah. I'll say it. But mm-hmm. seeing the credits when the credits rolled on episode one, I saw Robert Rodriguez was was directing. I was like, yes, love it. Go Favreau, go uh, Dave Filoni, and they they got it because to go back to Mandalorian season uh, season two, the pivotal episode of Mandalorian season two, which included the debut of Boba Fett in the Mandalorian um, was where they take um, uh, Grogu to the temple and he gets, he's in the force field and stuff like that. That was directed by Robert Rodriguez. And that was directed by Robert Rodriguez literally at the last minute. John Favreau Mm -hmm. called all the directors he knew that were available. And he called Robert Rodriguez and said, do you want any Sue's Robert Rodriguez? You, of course you have John Favreau's number stored in your iPhone. He looks at it and goes, I'm in. He goes, you don't even know what it's for. He goes, it's Star Wars? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'm in. I'm on my way. What do you want me to do? Yeah. I'm in. I don't care what the fuck it is. It's a commercial. Yeah. I'll do it. And he's been I, all in since. Yeah, man. I, I will say this. I understand the technique of why they want to go with slower pace because, like, again, they're trying to – They're uh, for me, I understand the uh, the the significance of it because they're trying to be very much Kurosawa in old samurai films where it's very much that. It's a slow take, very yeah. methodical. Until inevitably it ramps up in the last in the last act where you get the you get the 100 swordmen or you get the 100 samurai fight scene, yeah, and you get like you know seven samurais fighting down a a, a band of bandits where they are converge on it on one town, which inevitably it looks like we're gonna get. <laughs> Honestly, it looks like we're gonna get seven samurai again here, where where the we have the inevitable you know the inevitable. Um, syndicate i forgot the name of the syndicate and their people gonna raise the town in order to get rid of a boba fit but it's a possibility with again spoiler alert or for those who caught this at the end of in the end of episode four we have a very particular theme that ringed at the very end when fennec said oh if you have credits credit can buy someone if you know what credits can buy for. credits can buy muscle by muscle we know for and we have a very very familiar scene that reminded me of the mandalorian so can we it's a possibility that we can see the mandalorian mando back again i forgot his act i mean like uh din jordan din jordan but uh, the actual actor oh um ah yes thing i keep on forgetting his name but let's say let's say din jordan comes back for that that would be amazing dude that would be amazing or let's say we get jedi we, we'd get a Jedi for it because that would be freaking awesome. That would be like that would be very typical of a Kurosawa Kurosawa S type of film where you have the literal samurai Ronin come into town and just help you wreck shit up. Pedro but Pascal. Again, Pedro Pascal. Thank I you had to look much. it up. It was gonna bug me. I, I think <laughs> it's I think it's gonna be a Mandalorian. I think it's gonna be someone from the Mandalorian. It's Don't insinuated that. that it's gonna be Mando, it's gonna be Din Jardin. Um, but it could be it could be anybody. I mean, it yeah. could be um, Bill Burr's you know, character. Carl, it could be Carl Weathers' character. I doubt Carl it's going to be Cara Dune um, because this was filmed, the book of Boba Fett was filmed after she was fired. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, it's rumored that she is probably going to be back, back for season four. Um, oh, by the way, Mandalorian season three, COVID protocols. Yeah. And Sucks. also, side note, uh, last week, uh, Wakanda Forever. Went back mm-hmm. into production. Mm-hmm. Leticia Wright is still our um, Shuri. And Lupita Nyong'o tested positive. 
and they are shut down for a week and they are pushing it. They are supposed to literally right now, they are supposed to be in post-production. They have a fall release date for, for, for Wakanda forever. Um, and also by the way, yeah, we're not going to forget that we saw an amazing trailer for the moon, for moon Knight. We will talk about that on whatever Mm -hmm. main show we get done this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite part so far, um, when I want to talk about this, mm-hmm. um, just going through the the, 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 the episodes, um, my favorite part so far, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to throw this up here. I got to get up on the screen here. So for those of you who are watching this, mm-hmm. you're going to get it. For those yeah. of you listening, I will describe in just a moment. And then yep. all of a sudden my screen went, went to the wrong screen. There we go. That's <laughs> what I need. Uh-huh. That's the screen I want, stupid computer. Of course. Can't do a Robert Rodriguez product of without course. Danny freaking Trejo. Of who course. plays the most Danny Trejo role ever. He's a Rancor tra- trainer. Oh. Yep. Yep. That's that's how you go machete on oh my Star God, Wars right dude. there. Oh, I popped I'm like, big time for that when he walked out. I was like... I'm yeah, like, is that Danny Trejo's in the Star Wars universe? Oh, at first I'm seeing like, is that Danny Trejo? Of course, that's fucking Danny Trejo. It's a Robert Rodriguez film. Robert it's Rodriguez Robert film. Rodriguez. It's it's basically like I'm I'm expecting to see Antonio Banderas. Awesome. I'm expecting to see a bunch of people. I'm expecting to see um Alexa Vega. I'm expecting to see so many regulars of Robert Rodriguez. I'm expecting to see his daughters, man. I'm expecting to see his daughters just you know just come in and roll through somewhere as either an extra or maybe a speaking line. Well, you know and, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez is in the is in the show. Yeah, he was like, the. Um, oh, I have to look it up now. But he was one of the uh, in the meeting of the essentially the meeting of the five families uh, we see in season uh, episode four, which was another great scene because no one freaking noticed that they put the dining room table over the rancor pit. <laughs> uh, um, and I, and I know that special effects are not really a rancor underneath the table, but. Just a great job by um, uh, by um, Tamara uh, Morrison and his acting. Yeah. He sat at the yeah. table and just was like sitting like this when the the raincor, you know, nudges up uh, the, the the floor underneath him, and everyone jumps, and he's just like no cell. And then he yeah. takes like a rib or something. He's like, "A oh, good puppy. Here you go. Good yeah. killer, killer, freaking seventy foot dog." Yeah. Um, and I love he's an ant. By the way, Boba Fett's an animal guy. Who knew? Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, so many great parts. I- I'm right there. This episode two was fantastic. I yeah, liked man. him um, training the um, the 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 sand um, the Tuscan Raiders. The Tuscan Raiders. The Fremen. The Fremen of the franchise. Um, and <laughs> I did like the, I did like the dream sequence that they that yeah. they explain how he earned the um the hammer the the stick mm-hmm. the warrior stick um oh good god that was a crazy trap that was it like if that wasn't as most native americans i've seen it as, was as, as like dude like they had a like granted the the lizard up the nose guiding you through the desert to find a stick scene is very yeah. reminiscent to like a lot of like you know a lot of native uh a lot of native practices or historical process of them just like, yeah, let's get high in a tent. <laughs> let's get high in a tent and, and just go say, find ourselves. And I it love was that, perfect dude. timing. And this is not going to spoil anything, um, but I am still going to throw it up there. Um, I'm caught up on all four seasons of Yellowstone. And 
watching episode two of of uh, a book of Boba Fett and and him him doing his shaman journey, whatever his 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 where he has to find himself, um, was very reminiscent to a scene in the final uh, uh, that that kind of was a part of both episodes, uh, the final two episodes of season four of, of Yellowstone. Yeah. So I really liked it. and. And for those who don't know, in Yellowstone, they very much talk about um, Indian practices and, 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 and stuff like that. And, and so what what Boba Fett goes on in this kind of this uh, vision quest is what they called it, a vision quest in episode two. It's very reminiscent to that of a scene. And it's not spoiling anything, but if I'm going to still put the spoiler over it. It's very similar to something that the character Casey does in Yellowstone. And so I, I did like the... Yeah, the, the similarities and stuff like that. So it's and here's not wrong. It's like get high and go see where it leads you to. Yeah, it's like it, it was a cool scene to see that. And and again, you see constant uses of like uh, I see constant depictions of like um and an homage to Dune the franchise where when they said that yeah, Tatooine was once you know was once a a a place where you know it had a lot of rivers or a lot of ocean. In Dune, spoiler, it kind of happens. So yeah, and by <laughs> not, the way. Not doing the original movie, but it happens in the franchise. And by the way, there is a lot of people that are speculating online when he made that comment. He's made that comment multiple times about Tatooine um, once being covered in water that, oh, Tatooine maybe is Camino. And I go, no, dude, do you not watch Star Wars? Tatooine is first referenced in episode one where they find Anakin. They find Anakin Skywalker on the planet of Tatooine, a desert planet. And they they go to Kamino 15 years later in episode in episode two. So it's like, no, dude, no. And, there, and there's, 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 yeah, there's fans thinking or, but there are people going, no, it was maybe that Tatooine was a planet similar to that of Kamino back mm-hmm. in the old Republic. And that's what uh, a, a Boba Fett is talking about. So, uh, I like that reference. I, I do. Yeah. I do like, um, and I know it's a subtle environmentalist kind of saying, and, he, and they're not wrong. I mean, what, but especially since I, it's freaking eighty degrees in January <laughs> in the desert. What the? Mm, I, I mean, I mean uh, here's here's the thing with that. Like, I always love that. I love that how series like these flesh out a lot of the quote unquote lesser characters, lesser individuals. And Tuscan Raiders has always been kind of like a, uh, always, co- yeah, always, not just stable, like always been like, oh, the inevitable bad guys because they look like they look they look nothing like us, right? They're they're the uh, they're they're depicted as like uh, there was one depiction of them being savages natives there was a depiction of them being middle eastern you know terrorists yeah and i'm glad i'm fucking happy that they like really officially like no man the reason why they're this way is because you're on their land that they've been on for centuries at this point yeah you're they're... on their land killing their people and they're only they're doing is just basically trying to fit themselves and so i love that depiction of like like of of one a strong ass motherfucker in boba fett saying no this is their land they're like if they know how to survive here, it's their land. They were like, very much, I think, uh, you'd have to ask George Lucas because there's a lot of people that will say that the Tuscan Raiders were similar to tribes of China or Japan that that were much like 
Pakistanis and mm -hmm. Afghanis who hid them in hidden mountains, um, yep. that these were, for a lack of a better term, uh, indigenous savage uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, tribes Snap that were kind of thrown out of main society yeah. and had to live on the land. And then, but I, I do agree with you, JR. I really enjoyed the humanizing for lack of, for, for, for lack of a better yeah. word um, in episode two. And again, I think this goes to a testament to what JR said is why episode two is probably the best one so far is you go from, yeah, there are these sand people. I know it's a derogatory word, but whatever mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to say it because that's what they're described as yeah. uh, they're sand people. And you just realize, no, they're just an indigenous tribe that once lived off the land and now that the land has been pillaged, um, they're just trying to make make do and make what's best for them. So yeah, yeah. Uh, good, also, good and also, I forgot to I forgot to add um, the people that that has helped quote unquote raise Boba up to this point in uh, his, this, the Tuscan Raiders or his tribe at least. Right, he leaves after the train, comes back and finds out that the uh, and finds out the uh, the the big biker gang, the big uh, uh, jet, not jet, but the bit, uh, the big speeder gang has raised his village. Basically they figure out like, I couldn't, that shouldn't be the case. Something must have happened. But at, at that point of this point, in the series, his, uh, his uh, village per se, what kind of just raised and burns the ground. And he had, yeah. and he, he has done a lot of, he had to do a ceremonial bearing or, or ceremonial burning of a lot of the characters that he has grown to be close to one, particularly the, uh, one, not the not the chief of the tribe, but the uh, the basically the strongest warrior, which of course, uh, which of course I think was uh, was played by an, an amazing uh, woman stuntsman. So I'm gonna say that the the Tuscan Raider was of course is gonna be uh, a female from that point. Uh, and to, it's just like you, you see motivations behind that. You see you see Jedi, you see Boba wanting to have a wanting to have a tribe, wanting to have a people to call his own, wanting to know that this is it. Yeah, in episode four of the series, he tells Fennec, or no, Fennec says that you've gone soft when you, you know, uh, when you want to, you know, become this and that. Like you, you being yep. part of a tribe, you've gone soft. He goes, no, I've become strong because I know what it needs. You can only do so much by yourself. You need, you need a, you need a tribe of people in order to propel you to become better than who you are. And I'm like, that's it, dude. That's that is it. That is the thing. A a a person, one person can only do so much alone. And it does take a tribe to raise a to raise a child, and that is definitely. A, granted, this tribe's gonna probably be you know a, ma a very mafia, bloodthirsty s type of thing, or hopefully, or, or hopefully in this context, a very honorable samurai s tribe where where we have Boba Fett as Daimo, Boba has the Boba Fett as the leader, and he has a bunch of the vassals on him. Uh, and the thing we haven't talked about, and I don't know if I think we'll just kind of gloss over, is the the newer additions of his tribe, the. Uh, interesting take of characters and younger generations of like these android s what i, I it's interesting that i has we see these type of the if for me if they feel out of place but at the same time yes. it makes sense that they're there because very like, much so like it, it makes sense that they're because like how would fennec survive a uh, a a gut shot from a blaster in the in the desert and how would boba basically try to fix her and you, we basically have these half android, half human characters. No, you know, granted, they look good. They look good. Don't get me wrong. They look fine. 
it's just that like it's just so they look for me they they look more in tune to like to a more not not robust but like very like cyberpunk s city than they do in the desert desert dunes of tentuine you know it's like okay that's interesting that you're that you're there it'd be like seeing a it, it would be like seeing a punk a punk goth rocker in a taylor swift concert yeah it, you know, it was like, it, it okay. was it threw me off and it reminded me a lot of um the characters kind of reminded me a little bit of biff and his gang from back to the future 2 mm, when they yeah. go to 2015 yeah mm-hmm. that's right i said 2015 it's 2022 yeah man. and we are now seven years past the future in back <laughs> to the future. we still don't have freaking real hoverboards i'm pissed yeah. <laughs> screw the cars i just want a hoverboard not yeah, that man. i would i'd still fall on my ass anyways um yeah it just it it just kind of is it's interesting. Took me it's out like, because yeah. we've never seen anything like this in any avenue. And I was trying to think back to episode two, the force or, uh, and um, uh, the the attack of the clones when um, uh, Anakin and Obi Wan are trying to find the sniper, and of course that's where they find the little. Uh, yeah. And actually, which ends up being Django Fett, and they're trying to track down actually a little uh, um, character who gets shot in the neck with a dart, and she shrivels up or whatever. But they go into a, a club on on uh, on the city, which is um, oh my gosh, what's this? What's the the huge God. city city world? Yeah, I forget the like where it's where the yeah. Senate is. Yeah, yeah, I just I oh my god, dude, I forgot too. Yeah, anyway, yeah. um, I, they think I think they yeah, they would be there instead of tattooing. But but I'm like, saying is it just reminded me when they go in the club and he goes, you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to sell me death sticks. There were some people in there. It just they seemed very out of place to me. Seemed very out of place in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, they seem seem very out of place in Tatooine, but. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, John Favreau, David Rodriguez, and all the Steve creators on the show. Make it, make it so. Show me what we're what what's uh, going to happen in episodes uh, of five, six, and seven. Speaking yeah. of which, mm-hmm. um, let's make our predictions. Um, yeah. I'm really going down with the rest of the world. <laughs> okay. And I think be with, with the Pike Syndicate being what seems to be the main villains of this of this show, um, and the Pike Syndicate, yeah. of course, is the main family that uh-huh. is controlling um, everything, all the main kind of pipelines on Tatooine, mm-hmm. and have basically have, have, uh, made the other families get in line. And Boba's like, "No, no, we're not. We're going to get rid of this Pike Pike because they're bad. They're bad news. They're just." pillaging and taking all of our money why does that name sound so familiar why does the pike syndicate sound so familiar well let's go back to a galaxy let's go back to a galaxy a lot far far away and go back to solo a star wars movie and that is where we're introduced to the pike syndicate for the first time and we're introduced to an organization known as the crimson dawn ran by a young lady Named Kira, portrayed by the mother of dragons herself, and that would Jenna be Clark. 
What's that? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark, <clears throat> who, by the way, is under contract to Disney, owns Lucasfilms and Marvel Studios. Uh, oh, so maybe we see a revision. Oh, my we gosh. we see so. Kira come back? Oh, my gosh, man. I am in. I've been in love with Amelia Clark for a very, very long time. She uh, is actually, perfectly beautiful, and she is a, an amazingly talented actress. Absolutely. Man. Super absolutely. underrated. Mm-hmm. I can just please bring I, hashtag bring Kira back. Yeah, man. Oh, that actually, that's actually I think it's really legs. cool. I hope so. I, I for me, the biggest one is that uh, uh, uh I think for me as a co- the, to kind of respect to comic books, <clears throat> I'm hoping because we have uh Doctor Afra comes in. Doctor Afra, I think Quan, I forgot her full name, but she is of course a a a very a very famous character in the comic books. A very famous fan character. A uh, very, very uh, beloved She's a fan, fan favorite character. character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She comes out in uh, Doc. Uh, she comes out in Darth Vader episode. Uh, Darth Vader issue three that came back in like 2016, I think. Right. And yeah, um, it wasn't too long ago that Doctor Afra make, made her debut. Oh, and like they, uh, Afra Quan, I think. Uh, and um, I think she's gonna make finally make appearance in this in this either this series. Or like somewhere near the series, because um one that one of the big depiction of it is that her her quote unquote sidekick is actually there, and, and we forgot to mention the motherfucking badass Wookie that was introduced <clears> in this that was introduced in this series. I forgot his name, but he's also a this Wookie. Uh, to 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 be blunt, man, this this Wookie this Wookie is a brother. This Wookie's black. He like his look, his demeanor, his freaking scowl, like bro. If 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 uh, if there was if there was quote unquote race within the Wookiee community, you know that this dude was black. You know that this guy has been somewhere. He's he's he has definitely has has proved himself so many freaking ways. Not only that, but like just the look of him, the 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 type of like he's black. He, he, he's black. Like, and that's and I say that in a good way. I say that in the in the most not good way, but I say that in the most gracious, yeah, uplifting way as I possibly can. <laughs> Right, like this guy, like yeah, hell yeah, like he's he's no he he he's no um he's no average Wookie, right? No, <laughs> he's no average Wookie. This guy has has some uh has some gumption. He he can he is he's gonna mess people up. And he's we've seen him mess people up in the, in episode four, where in order to get rid of his debt, he's like all right, cool, I'm gonna let this guy down, but I'm gonna tear his arm real quick. <laughs> and like it, like we see him, he has been a long he's been one of the long-standing characters in the comic book series in the comic book. Um, in Star Wars comic books for quite a while now, and that he recently has been teaming with Doctor Apra, and I feel like we're going to see her eventually, hopefully sometime, hopefully sometime in this series, if not, sometime uh, There's the later. Badass Wookie right there. I forget what his name is, like uh, Camino yeah. or something. Yeah. It's so funny that you see this guy, and he is a far cry from where we see Chewie. Or any mm-hmm. other Wookiee that we've seen in in the Star Wars universe to this point, and the guy who actually created that character, and he was mm-hmm. uh, debuted in a comic book. God, I want to say like 2014. I think oh they God. said. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the original code name for him was called Nubaka. Um, it, I, I just it, cannot remember for the life of me. Chris, uh, Chris, 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 and, yeah, um, he's a gladiator. Um, mm-hmm. he's a fighter and obviously, and it's, it's referenced to in this, 
um sorry um in this series in this episode episode four at least there's not a lot of fighting there's no more gladiator work because mm. gladiators like jr mentioned going back to um episode two of the star wars the the the, the um uh skywalker saga going back to episode two um attack of the clones where you see that gladiator pit that was on geonosis and was on the outskirts where the Senate couldn't oversee. So, it you know Gladiator and, and and stuff like that. Gladiator work much like again going back to history and like Jr. said, going back to uh, duels with samurais and, and going back to the movie Gladiator. That was a form of entertainment. It was brutal. It was yeah. slavery. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't in in a republic. There was no room for any of that. And now the empire has fallen. At the, at the conclusion of Return of the Jedi, um, mm-hmm. they, 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 I think the uh, I can't remember who the, the character's name is. It's, Je- it's Jennifer Beale's character, um, who, by the way, she does not age. Um, she looks fantastic. I know it's probably makeup, but um, Jennifer Beale's character, she plays. Oh my goodness, I can't find it now. Uh, she is Garza Whip. Um, she is uh, basically the like a club manager in the casino. Yeah. Was that Jennifer Beals? That's Jennifer Beals from really? Footloose fame. Oh, okay. There you go. Not I'm Jessica Beale. I'm thinking of Jennifer Jessica Beals. Yeah. Uh, 80s fame. Uh, she mm-hmm. was from the movie Footloose, uh, amongst other things. Um, and uh, no, I'm glad she's working. Um, yeah. She's um, been out to do quick math. She's uh, approaching. She's approaching 60. Yeah. Good for her. Uh, you also know her from the book, book of Eli. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and Eli. I believe she was in a Showtime series back in the 2000s. Um, yeah. The L Word. She was yeah. the, one of the. She was the lead character in the movie yeah. uh, The L Word back in right. 2000. So, uh, but yeah, right. it looked it looked great. It looked, the the everything on here, everything so far has been promising. And again, it's it's been a very slow, methodical start. Right. Hopefully, in the next couple episodes, it kind of just really ramps up because there's an inevitable war that comes through. Is possibly a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of the. Um, That's Jennifer the, Beals. T- there you go. Yep. Of the titular no, like you know, Star Wars the streaming version. Yeah. Yeah. We, we hopefully get more of the, like the titular Star Wars s type of uh, type of action that we've come to know. Uh, we've saw bits and pieces of that during episode two, uh, during the during the inevitable uh, train hijacking. And but yeah, I mean, hopefully we just continue to see that going forward. And and again, I gotta say, dude, uh, even though even though there's a lot of CG CGI within the within the series, a lot of good use of practical effects as well. Yeah, they've used yeah. a lot. Again, the only complaint I had really was the the chase scene at the end of episode three. Um, mm-hmm. Really, just took you out of it. I, I I think they were just limited and and they're trying to use that. Um, that Favreau set, that Mandalorian set, yep. the um, that half soundstage. Um, mm-hmm. But like Jared mentioned, absolutely, they have done such a fantastic job uh, utilizing practical effects, going back to the old school George Lucas, 1975-76 school of, uh, of filming. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people will say that George Lucas fell on, on um, fell into a trap of doing... Um, a lot of CG with the prequels and mm-hmm. 
Um, I give JJ Abrams some credit. He stepped back a little bit. He he had to use CG where CG was necessary, but he he yep. too tried to do a lot of practical effects. But Favreau Filoni, especially Roger, Robert Rodriguez, on the first three episodes, and I, again, I apologize for the guy who directed episode four. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of use of practical effects, and I and I want to applaud um, them yep. for that. Um, Kevin um, Tan. Chanchorian, I apologize if I brutalized that last name, um, was the director of episode four. Um, real quick, uh, wrapping things up, um, again, I, I've given my predictions. I think that we are going to see the Crimson Dawn come to the, the, the assistance of Boba Fett, and I think we're going to see Kira, a.k.a. Okay, so. Amelia Clark, return um, in some form or fashion. One of my favorite parts so far, a book of Boba Fett, and I want to close on this, at least for my part, JR, you can more than happy to wrap up with your favorites and whatever. But yeah. I want to close on, on my end on this. One of my favorite parts from the series has gone, for the most part, unnoticed. Hmm. Um, the way they begin each episode is a previously on whatever, and they explain how we got here. Okay? And then they do a lucasfilm uh little animation yeah. mm -hmm. and then there's the new star wars because we're not getting the, the crawl we're not getting yeah. the dun and we're not getting the big john williams score so we have to get something we have to get a little tag here so much like marvel the marvel cinematic universe or the marvel studios opening signature we get a quote star wars signature and it shows you know c3po r2d2 uh, uh kylo ren it shows uh den jaren uh, it shows a bunch of different helmets and heads in the mm -hmm. signature and the very last one. Now, Boba Fett's helmet is in there as well, okay? But the very last helmet added to the signature deservedly is Fennec Shan's. It is Ming-Na Wen's character being added to the to the, to the the uh, signature. Good. For the most part, I'm thinking about all the, the helmets and, and heads that are in that thing. The only female character. Mm -hmm. It's a testament to Ming Na's uh, um, resilience as an act as an actress. Uh, her her power, her um, uh, just her the the respect that she has in this community between mm -hmm. being the voice of Mulan in the original animation to portraying uh, a different version of Mulan or another character in the live action. Of course, playing. Agent Melinda May in Agents of Shield, and now playing uh, a, a badass character in the Star Wars universe. Hats off, she deserves it. Put her, put her in the signature. Leave her in the signature going yeah. forward. When when uh, Obi Wan comes out, when um, what's the uh, the the one that's going to based on the Rogue One character? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Him. Any Star Wars pro property from here on out, leave that helmet yeah. in there and, and, and pay tribute to, to Ming-Na and her character and her. And I really, yeah. that's, a, I think that's a, a tip of the hat. Whoever made that decision, it's a tip of the hat of Ming-Na's uh, amazing career in, in genre films and just as an actress period. So I want yeah. to book it on that one, but JR, let us uh, kind of bring us what, what you think uh, of the show so far and what we, you, where do you right. think it's going, bro? Really, really good. It's definitely, you hear, this is what you have, right? And this is what I fucking love 
about about the sci-fi about sci-fi genres done fucking right right going onward from going on from from Latin, from first season mandalorian you giving a bunch of nerds what they want to do and just not only that but giving them their passion project as well as just money to do it and it just continually progressing to something amazing something awesome something a little bit out there granted like i did have some hesitation with some of the, some of the parts in there that have that we've seen but at the same time like they have built up so much good karma with me that i'm like all right cool let's see where this goes this has to lead to somewhere right this has to lead to a a point in time where uh where this is going to pay off which i hopefully we do see that payoff um because like again you give a bunch of nerds something they something they're super passionate about, something that they freaking love and they want to do, and you uh, and you just you know really give them the money to do that. You get stuff like The Mandalorian. You get stuff like this book, uh, book Boba Fett. You get stuff like Dune, <laughs> right? And like it's it's great to see people who are super passionate about something that 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 are really sticking to their guns and understanding the uh, understanding the history of what they have uh, and surrounding it, and they grew up with this stuff. They know how to implement the proper ways of of really showcasing what the original creation or what the original creators wanted out of this particular um, IP, basically, right? That, and I freaking love that, man. So again, it's it's in great hands. I want to see exactly what they're going to do going forward. I want to see. I, I want to see General Thrawn. I want to see the, uh, people coming up from Rebels coming into live action. I want to see again. I want to see my girl Ahsoka, you know, seeing where she goes, uh, going, seeing where she goes. She goes if she tries to try to rescue the Rebel the Rebels cast. I want to see freaking more Mandalorians. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm super excited by the future here, and like it's just super ongoing. It's super fluid, and and the, and like this is what you this is what you do correctly when you want to. "Quote unquote," seen as like the uh, seen as like the the inclusive uh, the inclusive ways of wanting to um, show more representation. You do it through story. You do it through solid story with a with a with a history that can back it. And you do it methodically. You do it where it makes fucking sense. Like we have Ming Na Wen's character, right? Is amazing. Absolutely fucking amazing. She is she is more on point. Well, Boba, she it's not even though for for quite a while it does look like Boba's the main and then mean and then and Fennec's there. No, man, they're on an even platform. Boba Fett can't can't he can't run this series or he can't run the the Empire without Mingna without no Fennec. without Fennec. Sanders. They're they're one on one, perfect. And so like just having having a Samoan. Having a Samoan main lead and an Asian actress second lead is like is a shit I fucking live for, and I'm happy for it too. So yeah, like continuing onwards, can't wait to see Doctor Aphra. Can't see what they do with more characters that go out the Star Wars universe. Is, is you know what is what is the possibility you're looking for? Is is this going to be adopted into more of the the mainline? possible new trilogies that are coming out eventually you know is Catherine kennedy finally gonna fucking calm down and and understand that all right cool maybe we need to we need, we need to look at like actually accepting the heart the fans that have been really sticking with us and doing right by them rather than going on trends yeah because like this is what happens man you, you get a bunch of people they're just super excited to want to come and work and I, so it's 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 amazing i fucking love it dude
you know, and we talked about this uh, in regards to, I've had this conversation with a couple people about um, the the Marvel movie, Marvel shows with, with on Disney Plus and how well they've been received. And after seeing what happened with, um, with Eternals, people are going, like, well, maybe Eternals should have been a Disney Plus show, could have been a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a, that's an argument for another day, but I'm like, the I, I more them. I watch these shows, the yeah. more I watch shows like Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Yeah, the more I watch WandaVision, Falcon the Winter Soldier, Loki, uh, Hawkeye, the trailer for freaking Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. You, do you want to even want to watch movies anymore? Can we just do you, Disney Plus shows from here on out? They're, they're so good, and um. You know, I like that Kathleen Kennedy is uh-huh. kind of taken a backseat a little bit uh, from a creative standpoint. She's allowed Favreau and Filoni to kind of run the creative for Star Wars now, period. Um, mm. It's been known now that though she is the president of Lucasfilms, she greenlights everything. Her passion project with, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the lady's name who was the director uh, for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, that their passion project was doing Rogue Squadron, yeah. Um, which I know is kind of Rogue on Planet? hiatus right now, but that even then, hmm. um, Kathleen Kennedy was like, "I'll just I'll just write the check." Yeah, you just you just tell me where to send it. I'll write the check. Yeah. She's she gets it now, Good. Um, and a lot of these ideas are coming from. The guys that have been there, a Dave Filoni who has been working with Lucasfilms for two decades, who created, uh, I know technically Lucas did, but created um, uh, Clone Wars, that created Rebels, that really created Bad Batch, that created uh, all the animated shows. And now you look at him, he's basically it in The Mandalorian and in Boba Fett. So I'm right there with JR. I just. Uh, I yeah. can't wait for the uh, the sandbox to continue to grow. Yeah, I think man. we're going to see um, Dr. Afra. I think we're mm-hmm. definitely going to see General Thrawn mm-hmm. either in Ahsoka or in Mandalorian Season 3 and Season 4. Yep. Um, hey, I, hey, Kevin. Yes, sir. Uh, you want to hear my my hot take of the uh, of of the month or the week right now? Go right ahead. I think this would be a perfect way to book in. By the way, guys, comment below. What did you think of book a book of Boba Fett episodes one yep. through four? Let us know. By the way, next episode, a little review after the season finale on February 9th. So be looking for that. But JR, hot take hot of the week. Uh, so I watched Eternals recently. Okay. Just as bad as convoluted as Batman versus Superman. Just as bad and convoluted as Batman versus Superman. It is to too much in one fucking story. Seven fucking origin stories to make sense of everything. I don't give a fuck who died. I gave a fuck who died because I read the comics, but at the same time, I don't give a fuck who died. You you have all these... I'm getting sick and fucking tired of these... Uh, everyone fucking cries. Every scene, everyone cries. If, if you are a being that has seen quite literally 6,000 years of death, know your fucking role. Yeah, it's 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 so absolutely dumb that they didn't make this into a Disney Plus show. Yeah, I, I've you watched have... it now. I watched it in the theater. Enjoyed it. Was it great? No. Was it bad? No. 
watched it at home with my wife who saw it for the first time says the same thing it's a bit long we had to watch it in three parts um over the weekend um part of it was finding time we were cleaning house um trying to break down christmas the the best parts of the movie is the cinematography shots yeah um i enjoyed if you I, I are, can't say, I can't. I don't want to talk about the death because it just came out on digital, so a lot of people are seeing it for the first time. So I'm, we're going to wait a bit. We are going to talk about Eternals. Yeah. It may be shorter than the movie. It may Absolutely. be longer than the movie. I think it's no, going to no. be shorter than the movie. It's going to be shorter than the movie. It's it's so so dumb. But much yeah. like Batman versus Superman and the Dawn of Justice, which is yeah. a horrendous movie, if you cut out Lex Luthor. You cut out Lex Luthor from that movie, and even the Martha scene is not all that bad. If you, if you cut out, it, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by this fucking quote. If you cut out Zack Snyder, it'd be a better movie. Because I here's with the, you, here, I think like, Zack Snyder is a he's a would he's, be better suited like John Favreau. And again, it's not a dig on John Favreau. I like John Favreau as a director. I think Iron Man yeah. was great. Iron Man 2 was a little weak. He mm-hmm. had nothing to do with Iron Man 3. Yeah. But Zack Snyder may have, may have, she should have sat back because he's a good storyteller. He's a better he executive producer. Some, he's a, yeah, I think he would have been made, made better a producer. However, I say that he produced Wonder Woman and some of the stuff that I hated about Wonder Woman, mm. it was because of him. Um, yeah. let us know in the comments below what you guys thought uh, about uh JR's hot take, and I think that might oh end up God. in the trailer for this but week. You had you had a fucking child go in circles going up with bats flying around him and said, Oh, yeah, that was a dream. No, motherfucker, you depicted that as real life. That looked fucking stupid. You get <laughs> Batman to kill 15 people and say, Oh, he's a good guy, when historically Batman killing people is like one of the most atrocious things you could do. You have this edgy. Oh my! I'm gonna go on a fucking thing. You have edgy fucking Superman, which is basically new to the two Superman, which we all fucking hated. We did have an earthquake about it. We did have an earthquake about an hour ago. No, that was me rumbling. That was me being pissed the fuck off because I got it, because I just remember the atrocities that Zack Snyder put to the DC universe, and people are gonna say, "Oh no, Zack Snyder is the greatest." Thing. Motherfucker, you fell in love with 300. You didn't fall in yeah. love with DC characters. No, you Stop fell in love with 300 it. in DC form. You I will say Zack Snyder's awesome cinematic shots that are lead fucking nowhere. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Aquaman shots of, of Justice League Snyder cut. I'm gonna look awesome in on top of this boat. I'm gonna set you down on this table and then look awesome again. Go enough, enough, en- enough. Like it's the the, the the DC's doing much better now yes. without his fucking thing. And that's and that's beyond the whole bullshit of what's going on behind the scenes with DC. I know it's gonna be in another thing. I'm sorry again, guys, but we will like, we will get that's a whole another episode of what's going on with dc i'm I'm sick and tired of these snyder fucking fanboys thinking that like oh my god it's the greatest fucking thing do y'all not fucking remember christopher nolan like is is that is that not a thing you do not remember the fact that joker is the only movie that has won a fucking academy they they honestly when they go to reboot the justice league and go reboot the dceu christopher nolan should knock on the doors and go He's your favorite. No, no, Hello, motherfuckers. 
and just just take over. Um, he's your he's your Favreau. He's your he's your Kevin Feige. Yeah. He's everything that you need. You bring in Zack Snyder as possibly cinematography director or art director or all that stuff. You need to understand roles. You, they gave that man everything. I've been ramping on this over time. I'm sorry, guys. If you want to hear more of my freaking takes or or my At anger also not Jeff Comics forty two on Instagram. Hit him up. Oh, DM him. His DMs are officially open from here on out. Uh, we will talk about it. Uh, we could talk about it till we're blue in the face about Zack Snyder. Go back into the uh, archives and check out um, over, and I'm going to start slowly moving some of the videos over. Go check out our archives, search out Voice of Reason 23 on YouTube, or go through our audio format and find our review of the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, which we both liked. Um, but this is the Book of Boba Fett. Enjoy uh, the, the series. We will be back after episodes three after I'm sorry, after episodes five six and seven have aired now mind you i'm gonna give you guys a little this i'm gonna leave you with this little uh tidbit so february 9th is tentatively slated to be the final episode of book of boba fett mm-hmm. march 30th is the the premiere date for moon Knight. there is okay. exactly six weeks between moon Knight and book of boba fett now between what if mm-hmm. and hawkeye on disney plus there was a gap. There was about a month or so gap. Nothing aired, at least not between Lucasfilms and and, and, and Marvel. Mm-hmm. But six weeks, do yeah. we get something? Maybe do we not? Uh, I don't know. I think we're just going to get assembled. I think we're just going to get the the makings up because they do owe us assembled for Hawkeye, mm-hmm. um, Eternals, and I don't think they're going to do an assembled for Spider Man No Way Home. Um, but uh, anyways. Yeah, guys, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I'm off on a horrible note in the sense because you just brought up Moon Knight. No, 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 this is actually much more serious. Sorry, I'm off on a horrible note, guys. Uh, because uh, when you brought up Moon Knight, I remember oh, I yes. reminded the fact that the French actor who plays a titular character in Moon Knight, uh, his name is uh, Gaspard Ulil. He actually passed away today. He uh, was in a skiing accident and he, and he passed away sadly through his injuries. And so, yeah, um, yeah, we that. Uh, rest in peace. Yes, uh, hopefully, uh, a lot, a lot of thoughts going to a lot of thoughts and good positivity going to his family, and uh, but yeah, and, yeah, we, we don't know much about the character. I know that that uh, the Hollywood Reporter released who the character was. I mean, he had a name. He had the character had a name. It wasn't like third actor from the right in the red shirt. I mean, this guy had yeah. a, a character a name. Yeah, uh, so character. not to make business of his death, but um, you know what's going to happen. So we'll find mm-hmm. out. We'll talk about that maybe as more comes out. But yeah. yeah um, Terrible, terrible news. Young man, too. What was he, 27 yeah. or something? No, no, he's 37. He he's a little bit older. A little older, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, terrible, terrible news. And uh, again, our condolences to his family. Again, um, not to segue into self-promotion, but we do need to wrap this up. I am yeah. uh, at Voice of Reason 23, Kevin Pillow. Um, he is also not JR Comics 42 on Instagram only right now. He is building his Facebook page and his Twitter um, just give him some time. He wants to make it perfect. He has J.R. Kambakungan, the Dark King, a.k.a. DK. And, uh, yeah, buddy, it's been a good one. I'm enjoying yeah. Book of Boba Fett. We will see you sometime later this week for a full episode. Yep. We will talk about mergers and acquisitions yeah, man. and maybe more Zack Snyder. Uh, <laughs> as always, be a decent human being. Uh, don't forget, you can go on uh, online right now and – uh, get free N95 masks from your federal government and free yeah. in-home COVID test. Uh, be safe. Be nice to your human beings. Um, wear your damn masks. And uh, 
Oh, I thought that was a something was killing the children mask. <laughs> oh, I have actually have that too. I, I, say, I, I thought you had it. one. Yeah, I do. Uh, I just don't, I don't want to put it. Be a decent human being. Wear your damn mask. And as always, peace. Dominate humbly. I know this is very. It's. A, it's. I a, love that. Very... That's actually pretty bad. That's a, right there. Dominate uh, I love it. humbly. Mic drop. Jr. Said it's an arrogant mask. <laughs> I I used to this go to the gym. It's a very arrogant looking mask. But yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Love each other. Have a good one, man.